0: The Grind
1: Monday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of the Grind. Like playing that on Mondays, as uh, as hopefully uh, that's going to be a signal of a big Orange victory. Uh, the last two Mondays, that has very much been the case. But uh, a lot to get through this weekend, or or from this weekend, uh, get through this morning. Uh, as we will talk high school football, we'll talk college football, we'll talk NFL football, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit uh, about news and notes uh, upcoming. But uh, excited to be uh, back in studio a lot, always, uh, to grind about after the weekend and uh, some good stories to kind of beat around as we, uh, we try to get you to work, from work, or, uh, or what have you, uh, here on an early Uh, Monday morning but kind of speak uh, a little bit to housekeeping and I'll try to I'm going to try to give this as a a daily update Uh, but uh, the grind show will be moving uh, to the afternoon come October the 19th Uh, October the 19th that is two weeks from today uh, if you're if you're taking count but uh, we will move to the 5 to 6 p.m. hour uh, in the afternoon that'll uh, instead of getting you ready for the Daily Grind, uh, we will hopefully recap what has been a good day for you and, again, talk about what has been the day of sports uh, going behind us, really. So 5 to 6 p.m. starting October the 19th. We'll also stream the second time, uh, stream a second time, but we'll do it for the third shift crowd. We'll do it at 10 to 11 p.m. Uh, that that should uh, be a little different dynamic as, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that will be the only – local programming uh, at the nighttime hour. So again, five to six live each and every Monday through Friday day. And then of course, 10 to 11 p.m. re-air uh, for our third shift cruise. So again, looking forward to it. I, I, again, a little bit of a challenge as uh, the morning have really uh, been where we've settled in, you know, two years deep now. Uh, this is actually um, October uh, starts our 26th month of, uh, of live action. And we've been really excited to do it in the morning, but, uh, the opportunity came to us and, uh, and we, we took it. So five to 6 PM will be the new start time for the grind here in two weeks. So, uh, we will have this week, next week, normal programming five or six to 7 AM. And then, uh, starting the week of the 19th, we will go to, um, we will go to 5 to 6 p.m. Again, a little move, a little shift for the daily grind. So check it out, check it out, and you, uh, I hope, will be uh, pleasantly surprised that uh, when you're not sleepy, uh, maybe it sounds a little bit better. Uh, But as we're going to jump into what happened over the weekend, we'll start with prep sports. Uh, Again, Tennessee victorious over Missouri. We will definitely get to that just after this topic. But uh, you you look at – High school football, Friday night lights, and and we're now six, seven games deep according to, to, to when the bye week was. Some teams yet to have that bye week yet. Um, but just the fact that we've had seven weeks of football kind of blows my mind. You know, I think I think when we entered this thing, we were hoping just to, you know, we didn't want anybody to stop this thing at halftime of the first week. You know, we didn't want, you know, whistles to get blown and all of a sudden, We're ready to get back on the bus because this thing just ain't going to work out. And now we're seven weeks deep. A lot of games, a lot of teams have at least six games played. Some haven't, based on COVID issues. But uh, uh, again, um, we are off. And as Doc Holliday would said, Wyatt, we are rolling. Uh, That is what what I think is going on right now. But uh, let's recap a little bit of the scores, news, and notes. We'll talk about those Blount County teams and how they fared. Uh, again, last last Thursday night, Alcoa obliterated uh, Northview Academy 56-8 to uh, for yet another consecutive conference win for the Tornadoes and yet another uh, dominant win for, for Coach Gary Rankin. But you talk about it, and uh, Northview Academy, I guess, puts their name on some form of a list as they are the first team since 2018 uh, in region play to score – on the tornadoes or at least score a touchdown so i guess if that that's the new success uh, in that division uh cock county though on on friday night uh had to take on cherokee they went to cherokee uh over in uh what's it called what's it persia tennessee or something it's a little small community that like i'm pretty sure unless you've driven down and seen the welcome to sign you didn't know it was a different name uh, for a town, but Cock County nonetheless gets the victory at Cherokee 34 to six. The Fighting Cocks now are two and four on the season. Cherokee falls to one and six. Uh, Johnson County took care of Claiborne County uh, in a 40 to 27 affair. Johnson County improves to three and three. Claiborne falls to five and one. South Green defeats Cosby 49-0. South Green now sits at 7-0 on the season. Cosby 3-5. Morristown East traveled to Daniel Boone. The Hurricanes coming off the city championship. Uh, They may have left that success rate in Morristown. Daniel Boone defeats the Morristown East Hurricanes 35-13. Morristown East falls to 2-3. Daniel Boone improves to 2-4. Jefferson County went up 81 to take on Dobbins Bennett, and sure enough, Dobbins Bennett was up for the task. 42 to nothing was your final. Dobbins Bennett 6-0. Jefferson County in reverse at 0-7. William Blunt took on Elizabethan. Elizabethan at home. The Cyclones are tough anywhere, but at their own place in Elizabethan, uh, they, they are very. Uh, hard to get along with. Six and zero oh are the the Cyclones now after a fifty-six to eight victory over William Blunt. Uh, again, William Blunt falls to three and four after their run in with the Orange and Black. Sullivan Central heads to Greenville to take on the Green Devils. Seventy-seven to nothing uh, is the score there, and that uh, Greenville wasn't playing basketball. Uh, Greenville now sits at four and two. Sullivan Central falls to two and four. Greenville started 0 2, so winners of four straight kind of got this thing on the on the rails a little bit, and uh, we'll see if they how far they can push uh, this this new look scheme, this new look regime, and this uh, new coaching staff. See how far they can get this thing off and going. Farragut heads to Johnson City, defeats Science Hill 35 to 13. That's a former Maryville opponent. Uh, you gotta love uh, the fact that they get the best of Science Hill. That upper East Tennessee biased, uh, you know, kind of gets dealt with right there as Farragut goes up there and gets that done, 35 to 13. Farragut now sits at four and two. Science Hill falls to five and two. Uh, Granger County Sullivan East game was postponed uh, due to some risk. Uh, volunteer headed to Tennessee High, went to the Castle to take on the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings say. Uh, not in my house. 34 to 14, they win over Volunteer. Tennessee High four and two. Volunteer the opposite at two and four. Uh, Sullivan South gets a COVID win over Union County. Again, they log that as one to nothing. Scott County defeats Austin East. Again, COVID win one to nothing. Morristown West travels to Carter, and just like East, maybe out of side of Hamlin County. Uh, they're having a little bit of a tough road. Uh, Carter defeats Morristown West 43-25. Leave no doubt. Carter now sits at 5-2. Morristown West falls to 2-3. Bradley Central, the next opponent for the Maryville Red Rebels, 42-25 uh, winners over Cleveland. Uh, the Blue Raiders of Cleveland now fall to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, That's a good little insight into what is to come this Thursday night as Bradley Central takes on Mariville uh, Mariville or Bradley Central now five and one on the season. Uh, I'm trying to see their lone loss, their lone loss coming the opening week of the season to the Farragut Admirals 25 to 21.'ve they've, they've since had uh, a significant level of success against their their recent opponents uh, in their victories five straight wins. 37, 42, 35, 45, and 42 points scored respectively. So Bradley knows how to score points, and we'll see if the stingy Red Rebel defense uh, has something to say about that. Uh, Anderson County defeats East Ridge 47-6. Anderson County now at 5-2. East Ridge falls to 3-3. Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, Pittman, a battle of two severe county schools, uh, gatlinburg Pittman at home get the best of the Panthers. Uh, six and one is now GP as a fifteen to twelve victory over Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge falls to three and two. gatlinburg Pittman, Alcoa, those two losses. Sevier County went to Gibbs and got a victory. Uh, the Smoky Bears forty-one. The Gibbs Eagles thirty-five. Sevier County now even at five or three and three five hundred record. Gibbs falls to 2-5 on an early season. Uh, Oliver Springs defeats Harriman 37-18. McMinn County, now 6-0, defeated Heritage 55-7. Again, McMinn County has a a dominant running attack, uh, one that's been on display for all of these six victories, uh, and that will be a collision course that they are setting up with those Maryville Red Rebels. Uh, But Heritage falls now to two and five. Uh, Again, a a team that went on a, I think, 26-game losing streak to now have two wins in 2020. Uh, This is a growing and developing uh, football team and just love to watch them compete each and every Friday night. Seymour gets to 0-7 as South Doyle defeats the Eagles of Seymour, 56-7. South Doyle, Clark Duncan, and crew. Uh, sit at six and one now uh, after a big dominant performance against Seymour. Knox West defeats Clinton uh, 42 to3. Uh, Knox West now sits at 7 and0 with a collision course with Powell that will come on rivalry Thursday this Thursday night. But uh, Mariville defeated Fulton 35 to0. Fulton, uh, their home place is pretty interesting. Uh, got a great press box. Russell Mays and company took care of Rebel Radio WGAP um, all evening. As a, no food in the press box, but uh, that's COVID. Uh, nobody is is providing food in the press box, which is is kind of an interesting dynamic when you're on the road trying to get somewhere and and you're swinging in trying to trying to eat going down Pellissippi Speedway as I call it. But uh, nonetheless, uh, on the fo- or on the the, the field maryville and their stormtroopers all whites uh, get out early and get out often 35 to nothing was the final there at fulton uh, fulton falls to two and four uh, maryville improves to six and oh again fulton had started zero oh and three had won two games in a row and then last friday night the speed bump that is uh, or well probably a stop sign that is the Maryville red rebels uh, came to town and uh put put that in check but Maryville 6 and 0 uh battling bradley central this thursday night again not a tv game but you can catch all the action on our sister station wgap uh again anytime uh, on your time we also stream that on wgapradio.com and if you you say you know what friday nights just so slammed uh, where can I check out a replay of that very game? You can check it out on this show's website, thegrindonsports.com. Uh, click on the SoundCloud link and find whichever game you want to listen to. It's available all the time. It doesn't. There's no time limit. There's no number of listens that you have to stay within. And you can uh, you can hear what you want when you want. Uh, and I, I kind of like that feature. But nonetheless, Maryville defeats Fulton 35 to nothing, and they will move forward in this 2020 campaign, uh, a winning streak that now sits at 21 uh, for the Red Rebels. Uh, Oak Ridge defeats Carnes 56-14. Loudon defeats McMinn Central 41-0. Loudon now 7-0, McMinn Central 1-5. Oakland defeats Blackman 1-0, COVID win, uh, but a win nonetheless. Oakland sits at 7-0. Powell defeats Campbell County 48 to 13. Powell, again another one of those collision course teams. They will take on Knox West this Thursday night on rivalry Thursday, a battle of 1 and 2 in the state in their respective division. Looking down through here. Da-da-da. Hmm, Udoah Falls to Ray County 28 to 10. Ray County now 6 and 0. Utawa, a future opponent of the Red Rebels, now sit at 3 and 4. Saudi Daisy defeats Hickson 28 to 21. Saudi Daisy now 2 and 4. Hickson falls to 1 and 5. Lenore City falls to Walker Valley. Walker Valley now improves to 4 and 2. Lenore City falls to 1 and 6. All the rest of these games that I'm seeing are from the Middle and West Tennessee area. And, again, you can catch those scores on Coach T if those are scores that interest you. But, again, uh, Alcoa defeats Northview Academy 56-8 to on Thursday night. Uh, Heritage falls and William Blunt falls on Friday night. And the Red Rebels defeat Fulton uh, to move forward in this 2020 campaign. All four Blunt County schools are battling here in 2020, and all four are having success in spite of COVID-19. But, hey, let's take us a quick break. Listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, Missouri versus Tennessee. Uh, Again, Tennessee played host. Open Neyland Stadium to the Tigers of Missouri. And how did it shake out? Well, we'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. Vols win. Shocker. I'll uh, I'll, uh, break that news right here. But we'll talk about how they got there. On the flip side of the break, you're listening 100.9 FM, 8:50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. Town
0: alternative to ordinary sports radio, 100.9 FM, 8:50 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
2: with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610, and let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
3: Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blunt County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message
1: a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans in. To action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender.
2: Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blunt County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as timeout protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense.
1: Have you heard about or seen the Grinds' brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download The Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com
0: we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion this is sports radio from a fan's perspective you're listening to the grind on 100.9 fm 850 a.m rocky top sports
1: And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. As we review what happened over the weekend, we made our way to Tennessee. Tennessee versus Missouri opened Neyland Stadium for a 2020 campaign as 25% capacity uh, looked a little empty uh, for for Tennessee, and rightfully so. Uh, But the Vols in their orange and white, traditional orange and white, uh, put on a nice show uh, for for the fans. Number 21 Tennessee came into the matchup. Uh, I think a 12 point favorite was what the line was as as game day approached. Uh, but as far as uh, the coach and and as far as as players, they were ready to go. And Jared Garantano, uh, Garantano, a fifth year Tennessee quarterback, was productive and clutch. Uh, on the ground he accounted for three touchdowns that led the volunteers to a 35 to 12 victory over Missouri He said there were three times Jared didn't make the right read uh, Jeremy Pruitt said he said that's three out of about 76 he said we'll continue to work hard and uh, we put a lot on him uh, the win was Tennessee's eighth in a row tying the Vols uh, with Notre Dame for most among power five teams so I argue that uh Some of those wins for Notre Dame didn't come as a Power 5 school. They're getting credit for their current uh, condition being connected to the ACC. But, I don't know, maybe my big orange glasses say uh, Tennessee has the longest win streak, and I kind of leave it at that. Uh, But Garantano was efficient, 14 of 23, 190 yards and a touchdown, and had two short touchdown runs as the Vols leaned on an offensive line that was electric had had the addition of Cade Mays, and uh, and he scored two short touchdowns rec- because of that. Eric Gray, Ty Chandler combined for 195 yards on the ground, and Tennessee's success rate of 6 of 11 on third down uh, forced them to have the opportunity uh, to go for it on four fourth downs where they were perfect, 4 of 4, and the, in the red zone they were 5 of 5, all touchdowns in those appearances in the red zone. Um, uh, the the Tennessee offense has has found a little bit of a groove. Second year coordinator quarterback combo in Jim Chaney and Jared Garantano, and that's really the first time Garantano's had that uh, during his time at Tennessee. So it doesn't surprise me that they're a little bit more fluid with each other, knowing that they've they've been around each other. For a year longer than any other any other tandem, uh, in that in that stretch of time since he's been on campus, uh, Tennessee was only one of eleven on third down in last week's win against South Carolina. So they've made some progress. They were six of eleven uh, in week two against Missouri. Said they continue to work hard, but it's easier to be in third and six inches compared to third and sixteen. He said that's that's what also uh, added to their their lack thereof success on third down. Gray ran for 105 yards and a touchdown rushing and a touchdown receiving. Chandler rolled up 90 yards and a touchdown. It said Missouri really stacked the box. We wanted to run the football and we were going to run even against bad looks. And uh Missouri just kind of had that had looks that made that change. The Tigers couldn't limit the run, which opened up Tennessee's passing game for some big plays as the Vols led 21 to 6 going into the first half he said we didn't start fast enough on either side of the ball uh that that's where uh that's where eli alia drinkwitz said for missouri he said you know we, we we didn't give ourselves a good chance to win really struggled in the first half to stop them and their momentum and offensively we have to score touchdowns we can't settle for field goals I thought we were going to mount a comeback right there in the fourth quarter, and then the interception kind of took the wind out of our sails. Uh, Aliyah Drinkwitz, you talk about running into two just – and I'm not trying to compare Tennessee to Alabama yet. There's a couple more weeks until that football game. But here's my thing. Here's what I say about this. Missouri and Aliyah Drinkwitz, uh, their new football coach, they've ran into two – tough outings uh week number one they have alabama now granted i think they opened their home stands for his opening game so that's a little bit of comfort uh maybe not so far to go to get mad about it uh but the next week they go to knoxville albeit a 25 percent capacity to take on a a up-and-coming tennessee team uh you know i'm i'm a tennessee fan and yes the orange color glasses tint my kool-aid a little bit it, it happens but I will say Tennessee is not as good as they could be, but they're a lot better than they used to be, and I think Eliah Drinkwitz has found found that out for sure. That's the second consecutive win against Missouri, uh, and which is a nice little little turn because Missouri had been the thorn in 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 our side. Um, talk about there was two fourth and one conversions on the opening drive. I thought that was that showed confidence in the offensive line and in the offense in general. Uh, both were runs by Garantano uh, that basically pushed us to a 7-0 lead. Chandler capped off the 14 play 75 drive, 75 yard drive with a three yard touchdown scamper. Uh, fourth down runs have to has got to be our mindset. I said in these times of the pandemic, we're not living in fear. We're not playing in fear or coaching. In fear, So I think that works when you're 4 of 4. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that continues and how uh, air quotes used here, how fearful we uh, we go as we move on. Uh, Vols Offensive Coordinator Jim Chaney had about 50 plays, uh, Jared Garantano said, of the quarterback sneak options. He said, I've gone through every single one. I'm wearing my Johnny Majors shirt today, so I wanted to get a couple of yards for him majors uh, of course passing away just just a couple months ago june uh, at the age of 85 he said our coaches harp on the short yardage place they have to trust in us and that gets us excited uh really really just uh it's one of those things uh that that you really uh, want uh out of your coaching staff you want to feel like they trust you and it sounds like they do that um uh, You know, a little bit of overshadowing. Missouri, of course, not happy with the result, 35-12 loss. But uh, there was a 50-yard field goal in the second quarter. uh, Was the longest in Missouri football history uh, since Tucker McCain connected from 57 yards just a couple years ago. Also the longest field goal for a freshman since Jeff Jack in 1988. So some positives to take away if you're a Missouri fan uh, from their time in a uh, Grace 20-yard touchdown run early in the second quarter allowed the sophomore to become the first volunteer to score rushing touchdowns in four consecutive games since quarterback Josh Dobbs did it in 2016. Uh, COVID-19 changes. Several Tennessee game day traditions were changed because of COVID-19. Uh, it, it blew me away. There was a vol walk through campus but with limited fans. The band was planted in the south end zone with no pregame or halftime on-field opportunities. I didn't go to the game Saturday, and I'm probably pretty excited that I didn't because if I'd have saw that firsthand, it would have bugged me. Bugged me pretty bad. But Neyland Stadium, which holds 102,455, was limited to 21,159, about 2,000 below what would have been considered a COVID sellout. and uh, Distance uh, throughout was, was the protocol. Uh, poll implications for the Vols. Uh, as you look at the the top 25 uh, rolling into Georgia week, um, it, it looks like Tennessee's going to slide up around 14, 15, 16, according to what polls you're going to look at. Um, I, I don't know what I take from that. I don't know what I think about that. But I, I do like – uh, that Tennessee's getting a, a fair amount of love because, honestly, uh, we've played very good. Uh, Jared Garantano still has some passes he'd like to have back, but there's some opportunity uh, on those sideline passes where he drops it in a bread basket and there's only one guy to get it. So uh, I like what he brings to the table, and, and I like that uh, he continues to push the envelope and get get some things working for him. Uh, that that haven't been working in the past, just just quite frankly, defensively. I think we look uh, pretty stingy. Uh, I think what we what we've been able to hold opponents to these first couple weeks kind of hopes uh, for some success. But I caution people to say um, to be, I guess, cautiously optimistic. Uh, I think Tennessee has a lot of options, have a lot of opportunity uh, to be very good. But I think there's still those times where where Jeremy Banks. Uh, Hasn't been practicing at at linebacker very long. Crouch is still a very young player because last year kind of dual rolling it. Thought he was going to be an offensive player. Now he's back to defense, so on and so forth. Uh, The back end was tested. Uh, Sorry, tested a few times. Sorry, as 6 a.m. comes, uh, maybe Wayne is not always awake. But uh, the back end was tested just a little bit. There was a couple drop balls by Missouri that, that really could have made the complexion of the football game look a little bit different. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, as Johnny would say, if ifs and buts were cookies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. It didn't happen, and Tennessee uh, sent Missouri home with a big loss. But, uh, you know, I think moving forward, we're going to see a lot of the the big dogs, uh, quote-unquote, air quotes used, uh, here in the next few weeks, and it's really going to prove our grit uh, I think running the football, that offensive line, Cade Mays, Trey Smith, Brandon Kennedy, Jerome Carvin, uh, all the the uh, Wanya Morris, those starting five. Uh, that's a dynamic grouping. Uh, you've got guys like Darnell Wright, who's a five star, checking in. You've got all these different rotational players that that make up a a offensive line that you need to be able to lean on. You need to push them, and and ultimately uh, they footed the bill. There Saturday afternoon, so uh, really, really excited about Cade Mays him coming in and being kind of a, uh, I don't know, just a just a steamroller, just a, a lane clearer, if you will, and uh, and and it was successful Saturday against Missouri. But Tennessee will take on Georgia uh, upcoming this Saturday, and we will lead up with a little breakdown each and every day as we get closer and closer to week three of the SAC football season and in uh, week, I think, five or six of the college football season. But as we talk college football, let's take it a quick break, listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we'll look at the rest of college football as upsets happen and teams that shouldn't be losing are losing now. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
2: with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Teresa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
1: Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make. And it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to donnacry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Mariville. They open at 7 30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Himidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the
3: past 15 years open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at
1: 865-681-6040, and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. This is Wayne, and let me start by saying thanks for listening, and I hope you like what we're grinding on today and what we like to call the fastest hour here in Blunt County, but we wanted to take a minute to let you know how you can join in, give your take on today's topics. You can give us a call, Grind Time Hotline, 865-983-4310. That's 865 865- But if you don't have time or you're on that morning grind, give us a message on our website, thegrindonsports.com. You can drop a comment, leave a message, and we'll get your opinion on the air. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, thanks for putting the grind on your mind.
0: Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host... Wayne Kaiser, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
1: And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition. Of the grind, as as we said earlier in the show, but we'll continue to kind of beat this drum uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, the grind will actually move to the afternoon. We will go from six to seven a.m. Uh, we will move to five to six p.m. A little bit of a uh, a culture shift for me, as as I'll uh, somewhat uh, have uh, normal mornings. Uh, it will be a little bit different, but the afternoon we will grind as we head home. For the afternoon, not the startup of the day, so a little different dynamic there. But uh, we're hoping to be a little fresher, a little, a little more uh, uh, real time instead of review situations, and uh, and and hope to have a, a good look at what has happened on Monday, what maybe has happened with the Vols. You know, Jeremy Pruitt at that point will have had his his uh, Monday presser, and so we'll go down those roads and have uh, hopefully a little bit more real time information. To share. So, uh, again, excited about the move. It does start two Mondays from today, October the 19th. It will be 5 to 6 p.m. and then re aired 10 to 11 p.m. to be the only local programming at 10 to 11 o'clock at night. So, uh, excited about that dynamic also. Uh, but when you look at at this past week in college football, Saturday slate. Again, Missouri-Tennessee was an opener, as it was a noon kickoff, 35-12 to volunteer victory. Uh, also noon it was a Clemson-Virginia matchup. Clemson, uh, a pesky Virginia team, but nonetheless, Clemson, number one team in the country, uh, gets the win 41-23. to Alabama took on Texas A&M a little bit in the midday, and uh, Alabama, uh, I don't know if they, they got mad. I don't know if they wanted to remove all doubt. But uh, they smoke Texas A&M. Fifty-two to twenty-four is the final. Uh, thirty-five to fourteen was the halftime score, and then they just put it on cruise and finished this thing out. Mac Jones for Alabama, twenty of twenty-seven, four hundred and thirty-five yards, and four touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, had a little bit of success, I would say. Uh, and John Metchie, the third, five catches. 181 yards, two touchdowns. An emergence of another great Bama receiver. Shocker. Uh, It's a yearly thing, seems to be. Uh, Florida takes care of business against South Carolina. Uh, Again, a first half that was very successful for Florida, and South Carolina made decent adjustments and just couldn't fill the gap. 38-24. The the halftime score was 24-14, and then Gamecocks pretty much matched Florida in the second half, but couldn't cut into that deficit. Kyle Trask for Florida, twenty-one of twenty-nine, two hundred sixty-eight yards for touchdowns. Trask is the first, I think, the first player since the Fun and Gun uh, to have ten touchdowns in the first two weeks of the season. So uh, that's that's something he can hang his hat on. Kadarius Tony, uh, one of the big receivers for the Gators, six catches, eighty-six yards. And a touchdown. the The big SEC matchup was the oldest rivalry in the South: Georgia and Auburn. Uh, Georgia played host to the to the Auburn Tigers, and uh, and Georgia really defensively owned Auburn's offense, and then uh, offensively Georgia was able to do what they needed to do. Stetson Bennett stepped out of the shadows a little bit, uh, had some success against Auburn: uh, seventeen of twenty eight, two hundred forty yards, and a touchdown. And then Zamir White kind of kind of salted it away, 19 carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns as Georgia defeats Auburn 27-6 uh, in really a, a lead-up to a matchup with Tennessee that uh, I think puts a lot of perspective on this game. I think Tennessee's going to come in a pretty significant underdog. I'd like to see what the opening line was. Uh, but 27-6 Georgia over Auburn on Saturday. TCU uh, went to Austin, Texas and said you know what we may not be as good as we once were but we're as good once as we ever were and they knock off the Texas Longhorns the ninth ranked Texas Longhorns get their first uh, loss of the season Sam Ellinger looked pretty good through for four touchdowns uh, but Max Dugan 17 carries 79 yards two touchdowns and Quentin Johnston three catches 70 yards uh, led the Horn Frogs to a come-from-behind upset victory over the University of Texas. So again, Tom Herman finding out that uh, playing spoiler and actually being spoiled uh, may be two different things. Uh, Tulsa defeated UCF. UCF, uh, previously undefeated and number eleven-ranked team in the country. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, their their quarterback, uh, threw for 330 yards and a touchdown, but Tulsa and T.K. Wilkerson, uh, they come from behind and get the the Golden Knights of UCF. Uh, really, I, I think it's a, a situation where you feel like you had it taken care of in the first half. They take, a, they take a 23-12 lead to the half, and then Tulsa allows only three points in the second half while putting 22 points on the board. That's the difference, 34-26 the final, and Tulsa knocked UCF from the ranks of the unbeaten uh north carolina defeats boston college 26 to 22 cincinnati defeats south florida 28 to 7 arkansas after a long long uh drought in the southeastern conference knocks off mississippi state they they uh they're going to two-step they're going to step into the top 25 and then quickly step back out arkansas a a near two-year drought in the southeastern conference, uh, comes to an end at the the uh, the I guess the disdain of Mississippi State and Coach Mike Leach. What a difference seven days make! Seven days ago from Saturday, uh, they were knocking off defending national champion LSU at LSU. Uh, they open Starkville uh, with a loss to Arkansas. You just emotions can't get too far too much farther apart. So, nonetheless, Arkansas now 1-1 one one on the season, and the Sam Pittman era now includes a conference victory. Oklahoma State defeats Kansas 47-7. to uh, Really, uh, a lot of people going to beat um, Kansas, but uh, Oklahoma State just the most recent to do so. Iowa State knocks off Oklahoma 37-30 to in Ames, Iowa. Uh, they said literally the last time that happened, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower was president. Uh, That tells you how long uh, Oklahoma's kind of had their thumb on Iowa State. But they they raise up in the uh, blackout uniforms and uh, get the best of Spencer Rattler, uh, Lincoln Riley, and the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Bryce Hall, 28 carries, 139 yards, and two touchdowns carried the mail. And Xavier Hutchinson, three catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown led Iowa State to a victory over the Sooners. Uh, LSU knocks off Vandy, forty-one to seven, to get back in the win column. They're now one and one on the season. North Carolina State upsets Pittsburgh, thirty to twenty-nine, to to knock Pittsburgh out of the ranks of the unbeaten and North Carolina State to get past the five hundred mark. <coughs> Excuse me. SMU knocks off Memphis, thirty. 30- to 27, Georgia State defeats East Carolina 49 to 29. Coastal Carolina beats Arkansas State 52 to 23. West Virginia beats Baylor 27-21. I know, I know, uh, my my buddy Jeff uh, McIntyre will be extremely happy that um, West Virginia not only uh, backed into a win, uh, but they they uh, they had nice defenses. An interception basically led them to that game-winning fourth quarter touchdown uh letty brown 27 carries 93 yards and two touchdowns you talk about grinding something out that's a lot of carries for not a whole whole bunch of yards but nonetheless two trips to the end zone uh sam jones eight catches for 66 yards kept baylor even and uh and the baylor bears struggling they're now one and one west virginia sits now at two and one uh, Texas Tech falls to Kansas State. Kansas State, uh, one that's, uh, they're quietly having success this season. They're now 2-1 and one after a 31-21 uh, win over Texas Tech. Texas Tech, another team that pushed the University of Texas uh, to the brink just two weeks ago. Virginia Tech defeats Duke 38-31. Uh, David Cutcliffe and Duke now 0-4 on the season. Virginia Tech. Justin Fuente uh, now 2-0. and oh. uh, Ole Miss comes from behind to beat Kentucky 42-41. Kiffin's first win in Oxford or at Ole Miss. He was on the road uh, at Kentucky, but for the, the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, Matt Coral, 24-29, 320 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, and then Jonathan Mingo, eight catches, 128 yards and two touchdowns, led the Rebels to a victory over the Wildcats. Uh, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee. Western Kentucky defeats Middle Tennessee 20-17. And then Southern Miss gets their first victory of the season over the North Texas Mean Green 41-31. Frank Gore, Jr. for Southern Miss. 23 carries, 130 yards, and one touchdown. It's amazing how much they look alike, Frank Gore and Frank Gore, Jr., uh, if if he plays, uh, two, I think, two more years, uh, there's a chance that Frank Gore and Frank Gore Jr. Uh, could be in the NFL at the same time. So uh, that's just a dynamic that's scary and also interesting uh, to look at. But, uh, you, you know, we're going to make a hard cut here. We're going to go to the NFL. As that's, that's college football from a week ago. Tennessee with a big victory over Missouri. Georgia defeating Auburn. Uh, and, and then Lane Kiffin getting his first win as a as a new a returning head coach to the conference and Mike leach tasting defeat for the first time uh, in his SEC uh, leadership there at Mississippi State but uh, flip gears to the NFL uh, really if you you look at the NFL it's helter-skelter each and every week the one thing that stays pretty constant is the uh, is the Cowboys uh, they uh, <laughs> They have uh, some splaining to do. Uh, I think if you're a Cowboys fan you you don't maybe want to hear it. Uh, but I will say um, they they struggled uh, this weekend with the Cleveland Browns and and I, yeah, I said that right and you heard that right. The Cleveland Browns uh, put a whooping on uh, on the on the Dallas Cowboys and it wasn't even close. like it was one that that didn't necessarily leave a lot to question. Uh, Dolphins Jaguars was the Thursday night game 31-13. Dolphins win over the Jaguars. Uh no, it wasn't. I'm on the wrong week, guys. I'm, I'm I apologize. I scooted back one too many, one too many. Uh, actually Broncos Jets was the Thursday night game. 37 28. The Broncos uh, was was victorious. I, I kind of put those things out of my mind as I'm a Broncos fan, and even though they won, they didn't look real good. Uh, so I kind of moved on with it. But the Bengals knock off the Jaguars 33-25. to The Browns defeat the Cowboys 49-38. to The Cowboys un- let down a 24-point second quarter to the Browns that that's a hole they couldn't dig back out of. Dak Prescott had a great day throwing the football. 41-58, 502 yards and four touchdowns. But they just couldn't get back. Amari Cooper, 134 yards and a touchdown, but just not enough uh, to get that win. Uh, Alvin Kamara and the Saints hold off a pesky Lions team as they get the win, 35 to 29, at Detroit. Uh, the Seahawks defeat the Dolphins, 31 to 23. The Bucks, the Buccaneers, the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers, now three and one after a 38 to 31 dueling win. Uh, over the Chargers, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, tell of uh, two careers: one on the the back end, and one just ramping up. But Tom Brady threw for five touchdowns, nearly 400 yards, <coughs> and uh, Ronald Jones, the second, and Mike Evans, beneficiaries of that successful offense. The Ravens defeat the Washington Football Team 31 to 17. The Panthers defeat the Arizona Cardinals 31 to 27 the minnesota vikings beat the houston texans 31 to 23 the rams and giants lock it up uh pre post and during the game uh 17 to 9 the rams are victorious but post game uh looks like tate golden tate and jalen ramsey uh had a little post game uh altercation that of course led to some uh bench clearing and uh frustration uh from both franchises the Colts defeat the Bears nineteen to eleven. And I don't know what it is. Jared Garantano and Nick Foles may be related. And and live with me here for a second. And the reason I say that is, is and this year Jared's doing just a good job, doing fine. But last year, Garantano was way stronger coming off the bench than he was as a starter. Nick Foles comes off the bench a week ago and looks like uh you, you know the, the next Super Bowl winning quarterback. And uh, he gets to start this week, and and maybe doesn't look that good. He he threw the ball 42 times, 26 completions, 249 yards, and one touchdown. Just not uh, not necessarily what you need uh, to to win football games in the NFL. Uh, but nonetheless, the Colts defeat the Bears 19 to 11. The Bills defeat the Raiders 30 to 23. The Raiders now sit two and two. And uh, Derek Carr post game said he's tired of losing. And is ready to start winning. So uh, I, I think you just got to work. You just got to continue to pour it to it and uh, and hope good things happen. Last night, the nightcap Eagles defeat the Niners twenty-five to twenty. A second half flurry by the Eagles really kind of separated the game. An eight to seven halftime score in favor of the Eagles, but the Niners take the lead in the third, and then the Eagles swarm back and uh, and get the uh, the victory there. Uh, on the road at Levi's Stadium. Nick Mullins was San Francisco's quarterback. He was 18 of 26, 200 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jerick McKinnon and George Kittle had good days, uh, but the Niners come up shorthanded. So the Eagles victorious. That's their first win of the season. They're now 1-2. Uh, a few teams that you didn't hear about, of course, Cam Newton testing positive for coronavirus. So their game with the Chiefs was postponed. And then the, uh, the, of course, the Titans Steelers game uh, moved out uh, as well. So uh, no, none of those teams have played, will play until there's some clarity as to the level of uh, of what's going to happen. But the nightcap uh, tonight will be Falcons and Packers. Uh, currently, uh, the Chiefs Patriots game is scheduled to be had tonight at 7:05 start time. Uh, and then the uh, the the nightcap 8:50 start time uh, at Lambeau, but uh, I wouldn't. I'm kind of hopelessly optimistic about the Patriots Chiefs game. The way this COVID stuff is going, uh, any future test could delay it even more. That's what happened with the Titans, and so let's just kind of hold serve for that one. But Falcons Packers the nightcap. Uh, I think you'll be able to tell early what the, this is going to look like. Either the Falcons. Are gonna gonna rise up as Sam, Samuel L. Jackson would say at their own stadium, or uh, the Packers are gonna gonna make them fade uh, as they have the first three weeks of the season. But uh, if I'm gonna pick these games, uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Packers uh, because the Falcons haven't given me any reason uh, to pick them, and uh, even if the Patriots play, I think Cam Newton is gonna be sidelined. So so that uh, that puts Jared Stidham. Or uh, one of the other backup quarterbacks in this mix. So give me uh, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, give me I'm I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna roll with Mahomes as uh, as as a lot of a lot of fantasy leagues have that as as the name for a team that has Patrick Mahomes on it. But if you look at it, it's not a hard pick. Patrick Mahomes thrown for nearly 900 yards and nine touchdowns just three games into the season. Clyde edwards hilaire a rookie. Uh, has rushed for over 240 yards and a touchdown on on the season. 55 carries for the young man. And Julian Edelman, uh, talking about for the Patriots, he's been their lone bright spot. Uh, 15 catches, 259. It's him and Cam Newton, and Cam is on the shelf for this week. So uh, that's kind of the Monday edition as we have looked to the weekend and then looked to Monday night. We don't get much farther than that. <clears throat> in a one hour shotgun style approach, uh, to, to sports radio. But, uh, as we've said twice other in this show, and I'll, I'll say it again, uh, starting October the 19th, that's October the 19th, two weeks from today. Uh, the grind will go to afternoons five to 6 PM will be the the timing and, uh, and and then we'll re-air it later in the evening, uh, for our third shift listeners. So, Again, excited about a change, kind of nervous uh, as as sometimes, you know, change is good and then sometimes change is just change. So I'm, I'm excited about what it could be and hopeful uh, that, again, 6 to 7 is a tough hour for, for more non-morning people. I mean, it's a tough hour for me, and I feel like I am a morning person. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give it a go and and wish for the best and hope for the best. But just want to let everybody know two weeks from today – uh, we will go to the afternoon slot and uh, and grind it out after work uh, versus two uh, before you head head that away. But uh, uh, Tennessee victorious over Missouri. I think that's the key points. Alcoa, Maryville victorious this past Friday night and Thursday night. Uh, and William Blunt and Heritage uh, need a little bit uh, of return to to progress as they they get back on the on the practice field. So. Uh, again, some opportunities for everybody in the area, and again, wish the best for the Titans moving forward. A lot of COVID cases being being shown, and ultimately uh, delaying what is uh, their their week three matchup, week four matchup uh, coming up. But uh, you know what? We've hit the top of the hour. Uh, it's uh, it's time for us to get on out of the way, get back to the sports radio network, and ultimately uh, grind it out during the day and get back in here in the morning but you know what that's what we do that's what we'll continue to do Jeff McIntyre should be back in studio tomorrow and we will grind it out with him talk a little NFL and whatever else comes to mind but hey uh, if you're on your way to work or on your way home take care be safe and yes grind on